0: And welcome to the 72nd roundup of the PPC Chat Twitter discussion that happens on Tuesdays at 5pm GMT. I'm your host Anu, I'm the founder of MindSwan, a company through which I aim to share my ideas about paid search, especially automation, paid media, and my passion for doing digital reporting well through a tool that is already on everybody's laptop. Yes, that's right, it's Microsoft Excel. So yeah, if you want a free consultancy about what I can do for you in regards to paid media, implementing scripts, or even cutting down on your spend on your data analysis tool, Yes, just send me a message at hello at MindSwan.com or get to me on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram with the handle MindSwan PPC. So in this episode, we've got Julie Buccini again taking the helm of this with the topic of getting big results in small campaigns, small budgets, tight geo targets and or low volume. So yeah, now that that may be a bit of a mouthful of a title, but I do certainly think it's worth listening to some of the tips given here because I do find that Big accounts are not that hard to manage. You know, you've got the flexibility to, um, you know, try new things, try new beta. You know, going to new areas. You know, spend more. Try all the different campaign types, and just you know, optimize towards the you know the better efficiencies. But with restricted accounts, um, they need restricted locations, and um, you know, just have like lower volumes. Like you just need to sometimes get really creative, um, with your strategies, and you know how you're going to be limiting. Even though, you just want to tell your client if you get if you spend more money, and if you open up to newer areas, you'll get more. But yeah there are different ways of doing things so yeah let's see how creative our experts are getting with their accounts now jumping straight into question one we've got um julie asking do you work on accounts that have some type of limiting factor limited budget type geo targets low search volume regularly which factors are you dealing with please add any others i've overlooked um and so yeah julie goes straight in with an answer um saying i work on accounts that face all of these hence my thinking this would be a good discussion topic um, Amalia Fallo agrees with that saying all of the above typically limited budget but also tight geo-location um, local campaigns low search volume sometimes clients who want to guard, target all the things but don't have enough budget fall into ca- this category as well um, Kirk William replies yes we, we deal regularly with all of the limitations I'd say limited budget is the most common that we see makes sense as smaller businesses don't have unlimited resources So even if you did increase their leads 500 times, they literally wouldn't be able to manage them. Yes, we've got clients actually having to pause activity altogether because we've sent too many leads their way and their sales teams can't manage it. Um, Kirk Williams then continues with his answer saying, limited budget isn't always just because a client is nervous to spend more. Sometimes growth too fast is actually dangerous to a business. So, yeah, so it's very, very important to... Um, be able to to grow you know, in a way that you can actually manage it. So you actually keep your customers and keep your customers happy. Um, so yeah, going on to question two, Julie asked, do you do anything in particular to manage client expectations when their accounts have limiting aspects to them? We've got Amalia giving an answer to that saying, I start with off the gate before the contract is signed. At the first sign, I get that budget or geo volume will be an issue. Temp um so tempering expectations, sometimes doing math equations to demonstrate why goals are unrealistic. And when Brown then goes on to answer question one saying limited search volume in Canada for one client's product that has been interesting to work around and help grow the business. Rarely limited budget, as we wouldn't ever max it out if we could. There are other areas of the business we could spend it on. Amalie then continues her answer to um question. Two, although I didn't see the first part of question to, of her answer to question two. Anyway, going on to, um, to her answer to question two, she said during the relationship, it's a matter of reminding but also having more practical solutions other than increase your budget. Although, with some accounts, we're getting to the point where that is the only option. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, Cabra then replies to question one saying, Oh gosh, yes, all of it. Budget doesn't it tend to be the most common scene as a lot, as a lot. As lot either don't fully understand digital or they simply don't have the funds but want to see some growth, even if it's slow. And then we've got um, Niels Ru- 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 um replying to um, question one um, saying in B2B markets, small language like Dutch often suffers from low search volume keywords that have high conversion value but hard time getting impressions. Julie Piccini answers, to question, answers um, question two, saying, I think expectation management is a critical part of all accounts, but with accounts having limiting factors, it is even more important to communicate regularly about what is actually possible versus what is possible in the internet, easy biz, gold, mind, brain. Um, we've got Symmetry Marketing, replying to question one, saying, all of our accounts are B2B in niche markets with limited budgets. We also work with the dental clients whose keywords get flagged all the time, even though they don't violate policies and have multiple non-dental meanings. Then we've got um, Julia Vice replying to question two, saying, honestly, if the budget doesn't match their dreams, we talk about what's reasonable to expect. Um, Amit replies, question two, saying, I like to believe I'm pretty honest about everything. If I think the campaign success is going to be limited, I'll tell them right off the bat. The same goes during the campaign Um, management, too. I think honesty is the best way to go about it. So, yeah, loads of agencies are all about transparency and telling you and you telling them what's going on so that they're not the ones that find it themselves and then get angry about it. And yeah, Kirk Williams replies. Open, honest discussion is essential. Communication concerns, um, early on, even in sales process, risk losing the prospect by being honest with them. Than that their expectations may be off. If they are, better to not get frustrated. Someone that leaves shortly after, anyway. Dwayne Brown replies. Bring it up on our call and chat about how we want to tackle awareness. Just test and learn, as we go. Selling in Canada in Canada is always a limited, limiting factor. As it is, Marcus Gustafson replies question two, saying clients need to understand that if you have small budgets and high CPAs, it's difficult to make decisions when there isn't a steady stream of data. If you aren't getting steady um, data daily, it's incredibly difficult to optimize. They don't get to benefit from middle funnel as well. And then we've got Julie Piccini going on to question three saying, let's start with the dreaded limiting budget as our first factor. If you don't really have the dollars you need to, to not have to have budget to be limiting factor, how do you typically deal with it? So I'll say that again. Let's start with the dreaded limiting budget as our first factor. If you don't really have the dollars you need to not have to have budget budget to be a limiting factor, how do you typically deal with that? Nils Rudgman though, replies to question two, saying for high CPCs clicks in an account with a limited budget, I have a tough time explaining the client. I cannot deliver full optimization potential because there's too little data to go on. Um, Amali replies to question three, saying it depends where the budget is and what the goals are, as well as the quality of leads I'm getting. Typically, I'll put the majority of the budget where the quality leads Leads are coming in and then focus on reducing that cost per acquisition reducing geo to sometimes. then we've got Julie replying to question three saying when budgets are limited I'm like a broken record talking about narrowing the PPC focus to the best potential converting audience geo areas etc do a reasonable amount well rather than being too thin across more and getting meh results so yeah that's really true it's all about limiting things if you don't have the budget don't go to spread yourself too thin. Nils replies to question three saying, um, focus on most promising products or services, reduce amount of keywords or targeting, prove to the, to the client this is working, then scale to other aspects of the business. So yeah, very similar to what Julia said, find what's working for you and yeah, just hold on to that. Don't try and compete in all the different spaces that your bigger competitors are competing in um amalia father goes um i don't recommend simply taking an axe to the non-performers without checking analytics i found surprising path to conversion keywords and campaigns that would have cut if i was single platform focused yeah that's a very fair point so don't just cut the keywords see what the path is and because that's what i'm always saying about ppc PPC does not work in a silo. you know a keyword might not be working in paid search but it might be actually be the first stop for someone then being you no know, bidding on or searching on another channel, another platform, or di- or discovering your brand, another channel, another platform that allows them to actually um convert. Um and then we've got Mark Gustafson replying to question three saying I've started to shift my thinking to going geo with limited budgets especially severely limited if you're shipping a product geo around your distribution so shipping is cheaper be creative this is a tough one though go as exact as possible and limit audience then Julie Vice replies to question three saying we talk about what we can do with the budgets they have while working towards the budget they need we use heavy negative lists, RLSAs, and day-parting to make the most of a small fund. Amanda K. replies to question three, saying, When working with limited budgets, I prioritise the most profitable campaigns. Brand campaigns are first, then PLAs or non-brand, depending on what has performed well historically. Also, take clients' goals into account. Are they more interested in new or returning traffic? And then David Carl replies to question three saying I try to focus the budget I do have across the amount of time it will be sufficient for if I can spend it in the course of a week and make it perform well. I have an excellent case for raising the budget. Dwayne Brown replies to question three saying either don't take on the client if we don't think we can help and be successful or let them know why it's an issue. People sometimes don't understand what things cost to bring in sales. Niels then continues his answer to question three saying also I use scripts to first spend budget on most valuable keywords and if there is room left enables less promising keywords that way I don't waste budget on less promising keywords and spend whole on budgets. Kirk Williams replies question three saying we focus on reducing bids as much as possible to make the budgets last we pare down. Client services products we are targeting so budgets last longer within smaller segments. Don't advertise their whole offering if you can't. So yeah, you've got limited budget. That means that you can't advertise on everything and bid on every single keyword or you can't be bidding in position one and two. You know, I'm always telling them the the, the team that I'm working with, if a client has limited budget, you know, it's all about what they can afford if um, they want a budget to last through the month and it's a very small daily spend. That means they cannot afford position one and two and they cannot repeat compete in those spaces. And sometimes if they want that presence all the time, they just have to be satisfied that they won't be at the top of the page all the time. But the client might still see their ad. Then we've got Julie going on to question four saying, do you deal with limited budgets differently on different platforms we've got multi-platform talk here and um, so amalia goes on to answer that saying quite honestly my clients with limited budgets are almost exclusively doing bottom of funnel efforts start with where it's cheapest and going to drive revenue so we're almost entirely on google ads we'll do social remarketing for special events but that's it Mark Subel replies to question three saying we'd reduce bids as much as we can where possible to conserve budget. We also focus on limiting campaigns on core services or products first. Sometimes we separate our budget spending top level keywords in their own campaigns. And then we've got um, Mark Gustafson replying to question four, saying for Facebook it's easier. Sure, optimizing for form fill on the landing page is highest quality, but shift to a lead form objective, optimized to form interaction. For ecom drop optimization to um ATC middle funnel it needs to function off data search is similar. Assign small value to micro conversions. Um, and then we've got um Amit replying to question three saying, um I suggest narrowing everything down, especially to lower cost from targets. We need to stretch the budget, budget best we can. Julie then goes on to question five saying, tight or small geographic target areas. How do you typically deal with this? How do you get volume when target areas are very small in the grand scheme of things? Well, it depends on. The volume of the people if like um i know this is a tiny one but if there are 100 people in the market in the in the town and click-through rates you're not ever going to get every single customer if, even if its click-through rate is amazing at um three four percent yes that's actually really good click-through rate three four percent especially if it's generics on brand then you are only getting out of a 100 yeah Four or five people if it's like, if it's four percent. Um yeah, you need a better geographical location if you want more people, and sometimes the volume is what it is. Um, um but Julia Vice replies to question four saying this is such a great question on Facebook. I play with audiences on Nathan. I steer towards in-mail, which is more effective and easier to control than sponsored posts. I can make managed buys on podcasts, lots of ways to manage limited funds. Um, and then we've got Amit Cabra replying to question four saying not really I take the same approach of narrowing down and finding cheaper still good quality traffic um, and then yeah we've got Dogar Thomas which was like a nice did a nice segue of a question saying is impression share a KPI for yours campaign and everybody was like no nah. well mainly Julia Weiss and Amalia Fowler. And then going back to the chat, Mark Gustafson replies to question five saying, The tighter you are with the geo, the broader your other targeting needs to get, especially in Facebook. You need to give algorithms more data to decipher. For search, it's largely the same, but you can maintain high quality at a really low spend with great. Targeting, Dogar Thomas replies to question five, saying, "This is my jam. Biggest thing is to realize you likely aren't hitting agency minimums, even metro area wide. In small places, can be worth setting a it forget- Can be worth setting and forgetting even." Julia replies to question five, saying, "Lately, particularly on particularly on G ads, I have been expanding the geo limits to be a bit outside of the actual target areas, geo locations." Um. G locates me about 25 minutes from where I actually am. So I figure I'm not the only one. Then monitor, of course. Um, and then, yeah, Julie advice replies to, um, yeah, Julie's um, answer to question five saying, um, well, she replies to question five saying, this is a good one. I like to try regions. So a narrow target, but with little suburbs outside it. Plus, we can test out cross platform traffic. So people on their region who like their Facebook page mother rep- rep- replies to question five saying first don't false budget spend this is great time to diversify if you have a thousand if you have ten thousand and can spend 500 effectively on platform a explore platform b for other five 500 th- um, so actually if you have a thousand and you can spend 500 effectively effectively on platform a explore platform b for other 500 also, do people move or travel to your area often, find those places and build awareness? That's a very, very like interesting tip there. Michael Slipson continues continues with his answer to question five, saying um extremely granular targeting cripples Facebook. While it doesn't use manual CBC in Google, this is noteworthy for choosing a channel for super SMB businesses. Um And then, yeah, we've got Dogra Thomas going, if CPA is your main KPI, then you've got to be very aware of how big the potential market can be. Paid search may not be viable. So, yeah, very important to, to be mindful of that. And that's meaning his answer, uh, continuing his answer to question five. um And then, yeah, we've got um, never Fuchs, who replies to question four, saying limited budgets are a signal to leveraging different channels. For example... Um, 1k spend per month budget likely won't have google search at the first touch i absolutely use audience to blitz with display and then use RLS. saying it's a very good strategy i would say um julie Bichini then replies to question five saying also if you're targeting at the town level in google ads include both the towns and their corresponding zip codes in your targeting seems like you shouldn't have to do this but you do yeah that sounds like double of efforting Double efforts even. And then we've got Colin Slattery replying to question five saying, I have thankfully primarily dealt with clients in large metro areas where there is volume, um, but I'm a fan of layered targeting areas with negative bid adjustments for areas that are somewhat outside the target region. Um, and then we've got um John Kagan replying to question four saying, um, kind of we look at all platform platforms holistically. And if a limited budget on Microsoft advertising is present, but is bad has what has better efficiency than Google ads, I make Google go into limited budget and feed, feed Bing. Um and then yeah, I was like in terms of replying to this, I definitely need tips for this because when you have limited dual targeting um targets, yeah, it's very hard to Pull out the volume. So yeah, that is why I'm here. Um, and then you've got um yeah, Mali then going um <laughs> giving us a nice little um response to um John Kagan's answer to question two. And she goes, My favorite conversation to recent recently I'm has been I'm an independent financial advisor, I'd like to run Google Ads. And the reply says, and they has, her question has been, how much do you have per month? She goes, then the client goes a thousand and that's like 15 clicks total for the month in that <laughs> industry. So yes, when you've got an expensive competitive um, space, you definitely need more budget than that, especially if the, the people are looking, the client is looking for growth. We've got John Kagan replied to question five saying all comes down to the population density rule of thumb. If your geo target has a population density of, of, of under 100 square mile and you restrict your geo targeting to say 10 square miles, then you're likely getting little to no traffic. And then we've got Julie going on to question six, um, where she asks, do you deal with tight or small geographic target areas differently on different platforms so similar to um limited budgets on different different platforms we're going to tight geographical areas on different platforms john kagan replies to that usually radius targeting but i do miss the days of when google ads used to let us draw the outline on the map yes so do i neil's replies to question um five saying how just let big old Google, fix that one, close variance, fuzzy location, targeting, interpretations, regularly not in my TCPA range. Now, I'm going to go to question seven because, um, yeah, people are already answering that. Um, so, yeah, mix that up for it. We'll get some questions across, um, get some answers across the different questions. Julie goes on to question seven saying, now for low surge volume and on niche topics, if the volume for what you're targeting is low, how do you typically deal with that? Kirk Williams replies to a uh, question saying, a uh, question seven saying, Mayor, Google just serves to close variants anyway. <laughs> kidding, not kidding, triggered, pee chat. chat. And then John Kagan replies to question seven saying, Inform the client this is their reality, and they, if they have the ability to expand outwards geo audience, they should, otherwise, this won't improve. Amalia Fowler replies to question seven saying, Full funnel attack from all sides, SEO build awareness, both brand and terms, widening geo content, multi-platform, and lower funnel search. Of course, we got Marcus Stuffson replying to question seven, saying set and monitor monthly. If there's if there is a super low search volume, you need to let it ride until it at least exceeds your CPA. I'd honestly let it ride two times. It's hard when um, that takes months, though. No, but that's the right things to do. Neil's replies to question seven saying, "I'm a one trick pony." Scripts I reduce the number of terms in low search volume keywords so that you target more user queries. Use scripts to auto negate all search terms that do not match the user queries you are trying to target. Very interesting strategy. There. The strategy there. I'm actually yeah, definitely going to keep that one for later. And then Julie um. Yeah, Julie Bicchini replies to question seven saying, gently remind clients that search ads capture demand. They don't generate it. So we should be doing some things to generate demand and raise awareness. And that's a very fair point. I think loads of people in the in our chat um in the chat definitely agree with that for the fact that yeah, paid search is a pull strategy. I mean, I say that a lot. It's a pull strategy. The client customer has got to be searching for you, pulling and demanding to see what your offering is. Um, and if demand, the demand is not there, if they're not pulling for you, yeah, no point in actually putting your ads out there. You know, so you need to do a lot of the push strategy on loads of different platforms like, yeah, display, social, um even outdoor tv and those kind of stuff so that they already know your ads so that they can pull for your ads on paytouch and then for me, I chipped in, in for an answer to question seven, saying, give back the money. If we can't spend it, I'm honest about it. Honesty and transparency will get you the longest relationships with your clients, even if things are not going great. Um, and then, yeah, I'll give us um, question eight now. Um, Julie goes, do you deal with low traffic volume differently on different platforms um, and then we've got Marcus Sifton replying to question 18. On Facebook, the only way you're going to deal with low traffic is remarketing. You need to set a budget to not kill the audience too high frequency, and you need to rotate ad creative a lot. Um, John Kagan replies to question 8. Except um, this is, rea- is a reality, then try and find a way to drive top of funnel traffic through social or display and hope it pays off um in answer to question seven we've got josh b replying saying you let the client know that the success rate might not be what they fantasize i consider myself one of the best ppc pros in atlanta but if the search volume isn't there i can't magically fix that sometimes the truth is better than being disappointed after the fact and then um we've got um amalia going um, i have a question how To um how do you come back when a prospect says, well, X agency says they can do it for my budget and you know that mathematically that's impossible? Do every of you feel a duty to say one last thing? We know they're going. What is that thing? Julie replies to that saying, I generally reply something like, I would be really surprised if they could actually deliver on that promise. I'd be happy to review your data in more detail so you can be better prepared for those types of say anything sales pitch. Um, Julie then continues saying, also if a client really wants to try what they're viewing as a green and pasture, I graciously let them. I have gotten more than one back after they have left for some too good to be true sales pitch. Never believe us too good to be true sales pitch. Never be afraid of a too good to be true sales pitch. <laughs> sales pitch. Um Amanda K <laughs> then goes, A chance to coast Hamilton, you'll be back. Oh I love Hamilton. Watched it recently, and I can't get over. The soundtrack, highly recommend it. Anyway, so Susan Wenograd wrote a reply saying, great, hope it goes well. Reach out if anything changes next. So basically, the whole reply is going, let them go if they feel that it can get better somewhere else. Because it's likely um, that they can. And that's pretty much, um, yeah, being the reply for most people on here as well. Um, And then, yeah, going on to question nine, um, which is, um, yeah, last question. Of the day um, goes, What are some of your favorite strategies for smaller accounts? But well, obviously, I'll give you answers to any previous um, questions that we've had as well. Um, Julia Weiss um, goes in with um, answer to question 19. I heart RLSA so hard for smaller accounts. The volume is low, but it makes a much higher impact. I like to retarget non converters from social into search. And I love me a big, thick, juicy negative keyword list. List. keep that traffic narrow and qualified um, and then yeah I give an answer to question nine yeah saying for me it's all about bid adjustments changing them for different locations devices times of day and literally that's literally about strategies for smaller accounts just limits what you can do because the client can't afford it the client can't afford it and the important thing is keeping that visibility on throughout the month um symmetry marketing replies to question seven saying in some cases niche niche keywords will just not spend or will only spend for irrelevant close variants when that happens we pause but for other niche topics with low volume we sometimes expand to broader keywords and go ham on search terms reports or layer audiences John King replies to question nine saying, think outside the box. Instagram profiles, Yelp for restaurants and SEO all prove to be just as valuable when you can't foot the massive Google bill. Julie um, continues to answer question nine saying, don't sleep on Google My Business. If there are physical locations or a service area biz it is more than just the place where you have your physical address verified for location extensions. Michael Stifson replies to question nine saying, I don't like small accounts and won't work with them. If it's local and they have boards, I'd 100% go um, go blip billboards. I know I already mentioned them, but traditional impact is real, even if CPM is higher. So she recommends, no, he recommends, it's Mark giving an answer to this. I don't know why I thought it was a lady giving an answer. So he recommends if it's local and they have boards at 100% go blip billboards and that's um, a handle. So at blip billboard, billboards even. I know I already mentioned them, but traditional impact is real. Even if CPM is higher. Um, and then, yeah, we've got um, Colin Slattery replying to question um, 19. I love LSA for small advertisers. If it's available, not every industry is great, but it is for a lot. And then we've got Mark Gustafson replying to question 19. Remarketing RLSA. If enough traffic, if they don't have traffic or budget through an event and run a Facebook event response format, retarget to purchase with event responses or... Run Lead Gen Forms with a giveaway and get an email list. So yes, people love a freebie. So um yeah, we've got um yeah, Julie Vice and rounding us up thing. Thanks for an amazing chat. Making the mini into a mighty is a personal fave. So yes, it's all about making those small accounts accounts last as long as possible and stretch out to the end and you know just really bidding on what the client can afford so yeah we come to the end of our chat now and um before we go Julie like actually gives um a a nice little sneak peek about some of the people that we've got there's going to be who's going to be um leading some of the future chats we've got um yeah Niels um who um Participated in the chat today, talking about scripts. Next week, and then Kirk Williams is gonna um talk about shopping ads, and then AJ Wilcox is gonna talk about LinkedIn ads. And November we've got um yeah P- Puna Virji who is gonna be talking about Microsoft advertising, which I'm excited um to be a part of. So yeah, four amazing great chats ahead for us to look forward to as we near um on to Christmas. So I hope you guys will be joining us for that to um participate in the chat or not, if uh, or if not, listen to the roundup about it. So yes, as we come to the end of that, I hope you um you have um enjoyed the chat and um took some great takeaways from it. And if you want to chat about this topic or any paid media or data analysis solution, do get in touch with me by sending me an email at hello at mindswan.com. And remember for your campaigns or businesses to glide smoothly, there's a lot of hard work needed beneath the surface. So keep your songs kicking. Bye.